Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Space Trash, Lifestyles of the Rich and Uranus. I am your host de facto for the day, Sarah Armour. Molly is vacationing in Espana and also doesn't watch the Bachelor franchise. She's not a part of Bachelor Nation. So we have... Her sister, you know her, you love her. She is the debunker of DePod. Uh, Casey, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. As always, almost paradise, baby. And the storms are coming. The week. storm came and it honestly was not as bad as the weatherman made it seem. It came and it went. It and by came. weatherman, do you mean um, the producers giving us the previews for this? It was like Colton jumping the fence, like all season. It's like those storms come and the storms come and they gave it about two minutes and not no, much to be said about that. Previews of la- from last week were like, you'll never guess what happens next. And then it's like, everybody has to evacuate the island. And so basically they just wasted our time with like seeing them pack up. I guess it was sort of interesting to see the little bunk rooms. That was interesting. And also I liked seeing all of them be like genuinely scared that like the other person was going to forget about them the second that they left the island. I know. Because it's but- like- you're supposed to be in love, sorry, falling in love with each other. And they were all like very, very nervous that these relationships were just going to like dissolve into thin air. So it was beautiful, beautiful to uphold, but so nice to see people when they're panicked. It really is. But I'm glad that they all made it back because, you know, we need, we need some resolution here. I was happy to see the passion between Joe and Serena pre-evacuation like they were finally really making out yes and and Kendall was just sitting there watching that is tough stuff for Kenny tough stuff for Kenny they are really like Joe and Serena and then Kendall as the antagonist like Joe and Serena have really been the protagonist of this season and Kendall is sort of the antagonist of the season and so their charts are particularly interesting to me I guess the place to begin would be grocery store Joe because he is the sort of leader of the pack here right he is like the true protagonist and it is oh it is wild when you think about just him and Kendall coming back to Bachelor in Paradise like actually if that was me and my ex and that's where we met like I would be so embarrassed that we both like Gave it another shot. Sorry, I love it for the sake of the show, but a little yeah. No, no. If they got back together on Bachelor in Paradise, it would it would just be like too toxic relationship for reality TV. Like honestly, we would rather see like we would rather see like Sammy. What was it on Jersey Shore? Sammy Sweetheart and Ron. Sweetheart and Ron. Sammy and Ron. I would rather see them continue to fist fight than see a couple actually try round two on Bachelor in Paradise. But. I like Kendall for trying. I like her for trying. I like her for taking the paycheck. I like that conversation that they had where she was like, you know, 
he's like, honestly, why did you come back here? And he's like, she's like to make it work with you. And she's like, why did you come back here? And he's like, cause I realized I'm over you. And it was like, whoa, real moment. Oh my God. I was so glad that he like fessed up and was real yep. in that moment. Cause so many times we watch them on the show, just be like, because I want you. And they just change their tune for the people in front of them. Because I guess everyone's a freaking Gemini, as we found out last week. We are Geminis, but that's why we're literally talking about it after the two hour, nothing that happened show. Yeah. And that's why we're being two-faced towards other Geminis because we're part Gemini. I mean, it all just comes with the territory. I could go on the ins and outs about him and Kendall, but we'll get, we'll get to it as we go. And also I'm curious because like, I did not see them fall in love. As you know, I'm new to Ben. So I'm curious about like their story. And I also want to say in terms of natural beauty, she is so fucking beautiful. Facts. Really like looks great. It doesn't look like she's wearing a lot of makeup. She's, she's crushing. So I want to say Kendall, even though you are so vulnerable on screen, I think you're teed up to find someone who's going to fall right in love with you right away. I agreed with that, but I also don't think she's that vulnerable on screen. Like I think like she's like, Joe, I need to talk to you. And then she just kind of like sits there and he's like, well, so how do you feel? Like, what do you want me to say? Like, he's still kind of the one that has to like say it. And then like, I don't know. I feel like she's like, I I feel like the most vulnerable thing that she said was like, we didn't break up that long ago. I'm so I'm not really over it. It was a year and a half. Yeah. But she still like just wants to lead him there more than she wants to say, I took the risk. I came here for you. Let's go out together. Like she didn't say that in the beginning when she came and she still didn't really say it now. And I'm like, you either want the man or you don't. And I, and I think deep down she knew like crap. I still don't want to move to Chicago. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I do think, and again, we'll get to it later. Everybody hold on to your panties. At the end of the day, there is hypocrisy in the anti Brendan Piper, you know, crusade going on because everyone is there for followers. It does help Kendall's stock if she's there. So it's like, yeah, it's vulnerable, but it's also probably leaving you in a better position either way. Yep. Usually it does. And I look, and we're talking about like, what did she lead with? If I remember correctly, she led with, hey, butthead. She did lead with, hey, butthead. And I'm interested in, in, I'm interested in how, hey, butthead factors into this chart, because I do feel like he and he and Kendall and he and Serena have a similar, like almost brother sister relationship Mm. with the, with the, hey, butthead kind of like, I want to put you down. I almost want to, I'm sorry. I'm going to hijack the pod that we are already hijacking. Before I get into the charts, could you tell me as a longtime viewer, what the relationship with Kendall was like, like how, how are the relationships different? How are they similar? Like what, what is the difference between these two love stories? I think they're pretty similar because Kendall is still a bit younger than Joe. So it was, Mm -hmm. this was only like two, three years ago that they got together on the beach and they were into each other. And then this guy came on Leo. I think was his name Leo or was he just such a Leo? I actually, I don't know. (laughs) I think his name was Leo, but he had this big mane of curly hair. He looked like a glam rock eighties, like, like a Leo. He looked like a Leo, like the poster child. And he came on the beach and, um, Kenny and Kendall was just like Kenny, Kendall, Kenny for her. Let's call her Kenny. Like taking back the name, Kenny, Kenny's not Kenny anymore. Sorry, Jenner. We're back to Kenny. And she has a twin sister named Kylie, but that's neither here nor there. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I swear it. 
Okay. This is how deep my knowledge goes. Wow. Okay? We're going to have to <laughs> dig into that later, but what an unbelievable synchronicity. I know. And so, um, yeah, so then this guy came on the beach. He stole Kendall, took her on a date. She was making out with him like crazy, not unlike Serena and Thomas, but Serena was a little bit smarter and just went for the makeout and then said, no, I like Joe better. And it's like, well, you did have a pretty steamy makeout with that other guy. But anyway, we'll all just pretend that that didn't happen. Joe was very upset with Kendall, but then eventually they worked it out. But for me, I never really bought their relationship after that. I think she just knew that she looked bad because Joe's such the nice guy. So she went back with Joe. Whoa. Hot take. That is just my intuition. No, you know, no facts. I was the debunker. You are out here debunking what the nation has originally believed. What can I say, people? Ooh, Ooh. Gemini heat coming at you. So yeah, from my perspective, it didn't seem like Kendall was ever as into it as he was. And the fact that she wouldn't move for him kind of solidifies that a little bit. I mean, you can't keep begging this guy to get back together with you when like he moved for you for a couple of years and you wouldn't move for him. So and wait, I don't remember. I feel like they did talk about it on the season, but didn't she say during this season, like, I still wouldn't move to Chicago? I think so. It was something like that. Like they did talk about it and it didn't seem like there was any like grand gesture or like big no. resolution. She was just like, we would have worked through it. And it's like, what do you mean? Having two homes where you don't go to one of them? I don't know. I I, I don't know what you mean. Or like you would have just convinced him eventually that he needed to live in LA. And that was that, like- And I mean, LA is definitely a beautiful place to live. I would assume I've never been, but you know, Joe's so granola though. He's so crunchy. He's way, I don't, I think he would be eaten alive in LA. That's also true. But then I think here he is on paradise twice. Now he did dancing with the stars, which I actually didn't know because I just started watching. He did. Wow. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. And he got pretty far. So Deep down, I mean, if this guy's got a Leo moon, I don't know, or a midheaven or something, I don't know. But he did do Dancing with the Stars. So part of me is like, "Mm, you kind of love the limelight. You're doing the grocery store thing, but you kissed those grocery store days goodbye a long time ago, Joe. 100%. Okay, well, so this is really interesting. So now, okay, but just for anybody that doesn't watch or that wants to read, so so how does that compare to the relationship with Serena, in your opinion? Um, I mean, it it just looks very similar, like just kind of, I don't know, I, I haven't seen like a character evolution from him that much on my screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a character, he's on TV, This I don't know him as a person, but <laughs> it, it, it just seems like- All this is alleged. Ale- Molly alleged, told me uh, alleged, alleged. Allegedly based on our opinions of watching this highly edited reality TV show. Yes, spending many hours of my life watching it. But but Serena and Joe have the similar banter of like joking around and insulting each other rather than just being like Marissa Riley, like you're so hot, yada, yada, yada. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, because in my opinion, like, I mean, he came into this season being like, the only one I'm interested in is Serena, which shocked me. And then it- worked out right she went on the date with thomas you gotta get a make out and why not but ultimately she picked joe and then you know they had that weird conversation when kendall returned the butthead is back and he was like i think i'm gonna 
stick with you, but you never know with that butthead, right? And it was a little bit like, hmm, yeah, not, not a great talk, but I got. And then they had the big I love you moment where it was like, I'm falling in love with you. Oh my God, I can't with the falling in love also. And it's also like this whole episode too, like even when they checked in after like Kendall left or whatever, they were like, are you still falling in love with me? Are you still banging it? And it was a little bit like, come on, where's the heat? Where's the passion? It's a little like surface level. It's a little like, let's just keep it copacetic so we can get through this and both come out looking good. But really like, you know, let's go deep. Let's talk about our feelings. Like let's, but they really don't that much. And and it really is like have- the deepest of feelings. If there's lack of water in these charts, I'd be, I'd be interested. Ooh, well, you are going to love this chart analysis. All right, break it down. Come on. Okay. So let's start with, with G store, G store, J grocery store, Joe. Okay. He is a Scorpio son also has his, you know, Mercury and his Pluto in Scorpio. So this guy's a lot of Scorpio in his chart, his moon is in Virgo. This is why we see him as highly congenial. This is why he's that quote unquote good guy. This is that that one episode. This is why we saw him when he when Serena did go on that date, why he was like writhing away on the bed, unable to process and doing nothing but like arm curls because he is a Virgo moon. So Virgo moons are perfectionists. They're sort of craftspeople. Virgos care a lot about things being like the right way, care about things being functional. Like for Joe, it was a hard no. When Kendall said, no, I'm not moving for you. He was like, well, then this will never work. Virgos are very final in their thinking. They're very functional in their thinking. So, you know, the sun sign is always like what is radiating, but the moon sign is really who someone is, right? So at the end of the day, Joe is highly perfectionistic. He cares a lot about his own Virgo routines. He wants to be in Chicago. He Mm -hmm. wants to be living the life that he is comfortable living because he has this like, big Scorpio stelium, which means on the one hand, he cares a lot about power. He cares a lot about sort of controlling, controlling other people, being highly enmeshed with others, but Scorpio sun, Scorpio Mercury, Scorpio Pluto. It's why he's not like super expressive, at least while the cameras are rolling. Right. Right. Like he actually is, you know, a very, I, I do think he has passion in him. Okay. But I think that like, no, why every season does he like have the one girl that he likes? Because this is a Scorpio sun, Virgo moon. So he is intense, he's brooding, he's passionate, but it also requires a certain level of perfection. He's a one woman man. He's a one woman man. Both seasons, he was just like, I got her, I'm done, that's it. She's the one. Oh crap. She's talking to someone else. Well, I'm still not going to go like get my revenge or whatever. I'm just, right. I'm here. I'm stuck right. with this girl. Right now. Let's take, let's take a look at uh, our loser Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> now this is very interesting. So Kendall is a Leo son with a zero degree. So almost Scorpio, but no, zero degree Sagittarius moon. Really what you're seeing is Joe is that water earth, which do 
really meld well together, right? Like how do you build Pueblos with the water and the earth, right? Like how do you make mud? You can actually manifest with water and earth. And these are both very feminine signs, right? Kendall coming in hot with her Leo son. She has a Leo son. She has a, uh, now she does have like a Virgo Mercury. She does have a Virgo Venus, you know? So she sort of, she sort of not tricked him, but like she talks like a Virgo. She sort of, you know, she sort of loves like a Virgo. She also has her Mars exactly conjunct, meaning in the exact same place as his moon, which is why on the one hand, they were down to fuck. Like there's a lot of passion when you have moon Mars conjunctions. But at the end of the day, it's ultimately why they fought. And it's ultimately why this didn't end in a harmonious way. I mean, Mars is action, aggression, fight. And the moon is like your deepest inner self. So he actually did feel genuinely conflicted when she showed up. And there was a lot of, actually, they have a lot of passion between them. But at the end of the day, you know, fire and water cannot really exist well together. And fire, fire burns the earth, right? So, you know, he doesn't have much air in his chart. We don't know any of their risings. We don't have birth times. But like, just in terms of sun and moon compatibility, which are like kind of the the first places that you would look. It's like at the end of the day, she has a lot of fire. She has a lot of passion. He was very attracted to her. But, eh, you know, he was annoyed that she was not more interested long-term in functionally making it work. He has his Saturn at early degree Sag. So again, this is a difficult connection. Her inner self, her, you know, she really wants to, you know, have an adventure. And, you know, of course, like a, a, of course, a Sagittarius moon would prefer to be on the coast, having like sort of a glamorous, luxurious experience. Also, all that Leo, like she has a she she has her Leo sun conjunct her uh, Jupiter. So she's a big Leo. So the more attention she gets, the more spotlight they gets, the more skin she's showing, the more alive she feels. Right. So right. for her being in sunny Cali, where she can be half naked and stared at and recognized really appeals to her. Her mm -hmm. moon is close to and in the same sign as his Saturn. Saturn is hard. Saturn is difficult. Saturn makes things serious. There's lessons involved. So he kind of puts a kibosh on her fun, a.k.a. move to Chicago mm -hmm. or it's over. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's like sort of what happened there. But now let's take a look at our friend Sariri. Yes, hmm. let's. Wouldn't you know? Serena and Joe have their sons in the exact same place. What? Uh, yes, yes. Joe is a six-degree Scorpio son. Serena is a two-degree Scorpio son. So they are really connecting in the area of, oh, you're like a mirror of me. I see you in me. We, we see We see each other in the same way. Now, here's the interesting flip of the script. Serena's moon is in Leo, almost exactly conjunct Kendall's sun. So what Joe is finding as he moves along on this journey is low key. Serena's a lot more like Kendall. Oh man. Than he thought. Sure is. Sure is. And so, you know, not only did she go on the date with someone, because why not? Yeah, I'm going to make out. But I think that, you know, the the passion that we're not seeing on camera, you know, Leo, Leo moon versus Leo sun, right? So Leo moon means that she does have 
you know, fiery emotions. And she does care about being like, there was nothing that turned her on more than when he came and said, I'm here for you. Right. She needs that. She loves that. What's kind of romantic here too, is that his moon is exactly conjunct her North node life's purpose, Dharma and her Juno. So her marriage asteroid. Right. So there's a real connection here where if she is a little bit uncomfortable with the relationship for whatever reasons, and I will tell you why in a minute, he is bringing her into her life's purpose, which actually is to become more functional, which actually is to have an on the level marriage that actually is um, you know, but not by the book necessarily, but like by the book, like he's basically showing her that men can be really reliable and real. like, he, I, I think in her chart. So when I look at her chart, what's really interesting is that their sons are in the same place. Okay. But then Serena has her Mercury and her Chiron, her wound, but also where she becomes the super healer right there in Scorpio with his son. And it's also where, you know, this is now getting into the weeds, but asteroid Ceres, which is like sort of the mothering asteroid. Like I think he's kind of giving her um, some mothering in a sense, like he's sort of nurturing her into actually being down for intimacy. Like if you guys remember Serena's big, I got to get out of here moment on her season when she was a contestant on the bachelor was when they did that, like couples yoga. Yeah. Now, a, a, a normal Scorpio son, granted, they may not want to do it on TV, but like a usual Scorpio son would be like, yeah, let's like mesh. Let's like put our bodies together in these weird twisty positions. Right. But she has her Mercury and her Chiron in Scorpio, too. So there is something on like a karmic level where she is wounded in the area of actual, actual intimacy, even though that is what she kind of appears to be projecting. And, you know, it's interesting we talk about Scorpio projecting because why is why are they so fucking boring so far? Because they're, they are waiting for the cameras to go off for them to actually have those real conversations. They are maybe even in the boom, boom room, but they're not, they're, they're, they have their own boom, boom room somewhere naughty off to the side that we don't even know about because actually Scorpios care a lot about privacy and they care a lot about things being secret and things being like intimate just for us. Right. But I think in general, even though she, she thinks she wants that and she kind of plays this game of like, I'm mysterious, come at me, come get me. Her wound is there. So she's also like playing kind of hard to get or playing like a little bit, like, I don't know if I'm into intimacy because she has a wound there. She actually has a, a karmic past where she is, you know, not completely trusting of what happens behind closed doors or that deeper intimacy, right? So just to recap, she is a Scorpio sun, Leo moon. He is a Scorpio sun, Virgo moon. And it is on her North node with her Juno marriage asteroid. Now, I actually, for some reason, it's my chart is different. I'll cut the beginning part out, but his chart, his actual Juno is also exactly conjunct her. She has a Mars Venus conjunction in Sag. So for him, marriage, yeah, he thought Kendall was kind of going to be that Sag soul that he wanted to be with. But at the end of the day, a Sag soul is a little bit too haughty 
for him, right? Like at least yeah. Leo, even though we think that Leo is sort of like me, 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 it's not really. Leo is more just like playful, fun, self-expression, right? Sag is the eldest of the fire signs and they're like, I'm right, you're wrong. I've dated a lot of Sag moons and you don't want to fight with them, okay? <laughs> Say, that's like Kendall going, no, I'm not fucking moving. That's a Sag moon, thinking that their way is the only way. Serena has her Mars and her Venus in Sag directly on his marriage asteroid, meaning that on a soul level, she just cares that she's having fun, right? Mm -hmm. And on an ego level, she cares that she's is, if she's going to be intimate, it's going to be bonded and it's going to be behind closed doors. But her Mars and her Venus meaning like the time that she, like like for her to have a good time, for her to be into something, for her to actually like, you know, actually like, call in money or love or have adventures it is in that sort of Sagittarian way right on his Juno so it's almost like for them like this relationship is the adventure and meeting on this adventurous island it's like she she has a need for adventure and knowledge seeking and growing and learning he's kind of taking her there like he's like I am this older guy Mm -hmm. I will show you what like an actual solid not, you know, when you have a North node in Virgo, which is what Serena has, that means that your South node is in Pisces. So she's kind of coming from this very like ethereal, boundaryless, nebulous place where with her North node and her Juno in Virgo, it's kind of like, no, you're meant to get out of the like, uh, like watery Pisces and go, no, for real, for real, this dude is a grocery store guy. He has a, he has a nine to five. It's not so confusing. He's going to give you the schedule. He's going to tell you what's right from wrong. He's going to lead with, I like to live in Chicago, but I'm open to, you know, splitting our time or doing whatever. It's like, she, I think, I think when I look at this chart, it's almost like Serena has had to use all of the fire in her chart to kind of advocate for herself and to almost block herself from actual intimacy. Whereas I think he is breaking down her walls because he's showing her that he is safe to be intimate with. Wow. I mean, that, that sounds really legit because you can see that they have a connection on the show, but like what they're saying is just like, I don't get how, like, I can see your eye contact that you're into each other. I can see the sparks flying. You're also just like making jokes the whole time and going so surface level with everything. You want to know why? Because they both have their Mercury's in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's the Mercury. like cameras rolling, play dumb cameras rolling say less but really there's a lot going on behind the scenes there's a lot going on that's why we got that big make out when there was a moment of like oh no are we going to be whisked away from the island by the wind they were like i'm holding on to you babe and that's where we first finally yes. saw the actual motherfucking passion true that is true because it was about to be taken away now my question to all of this this juno this juno connection do you think there's going to be an engagement at the end of this Mm, let's take a look at the chart of the relationship, shall we? Yes, let's do it. Mm, well, oh, I see what I was saying. Okay, so do I think there's going to be, I'm just going to say a hard yes on that one. Woo! I'm going to say a hard yes. You know why? Because in the chart of this relationship, the sun, that's what I was seeing. I, I had the wrong, so the, if, of this relationship, the sun is on their sun. So they actually share that radiant solar energy. The moon is on his moon and the moon is on her uh like Juno North node conjunction. And then Juno in this chart is exactly on their son. I actually think okay. not only could there be an engagement, I think they could get married. I think he's sort of like bringing her home to safety. 
Mm-hmm. And I, and I see what you're saying with the Sag and the adventure, like the age gap adds some interest yep. it adds some education, it adds some adventure, the, the Canada to the Chicago vibes. Like I can see her being excited to explore both of that, like both of those yes. places. And he might be more open to moving as well. If he doesn't feel like his partner is staunchly against moving where he wants to go. Yeah. 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 And you know, what's so that is I'm awesome. looking at, I'm looking at the relationship chart of Kendall and Joe. And okay. what's interesting is in the chart of the relationship, they have both their sun and their moon and their Mercury in Libra. So on some level, they really did work as a couple, but all that Libra meant too much compromise for all of the things that they, you know, they both have intense charts separately, too much compromise. Also in this relationship chart, they have Uranus, Juno, the marriage asteroid and Saturn all at the early degrees of Sagittarius, which is where her moon is and where his Juno is. So at the end of the day, they actually got together to break up. This was actually the marriage from a past life that had to end so that he could actually like clear that karma and move into an actual Scorpio. He doesn't want a Libra relationship and she doesn't want a Libra relationship. They want like intense Scorpio or at least intense Sagittarius passion. And actually in the chart of the relationship, they actually got more, they were very comfortable, but they were pretty vanilla together. I think he dimmed her light. And I think that she really made him compromise on things that he did not want to live in California. Absolutely. And for the final ending to be while they're on Island on TV, very Uranus Juno, Saturn, and Sagittarius. You got to go on the adventure to actually Uranus. Whoop, actually fucking cut it off, end it all. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that yeah. that was beautiful. Yeah, that that's a whole journey. I mean, wow. That mm-hmm. all just checks out so well. Mm-hmm. Now, what I will say, and it did come up earlier in the discussion, so I just want to make a quick note. We already went through their chart history. Do I think an engagement's at the end of it? Yes, I am talking about Riley and Marisa. You do think an engagement's at the I end? I do think an engagement's at the end of this. Now, I was shocked when Marisa went on the date. Well, she didn't go on a date. She she just went, she just had a conversation. Well, she, went she went on the walk. She went the on walk. the walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Date. She went on the walk. I know. And she was really excited to see that guy. And then she was was, excited mm. to take him on the date. And then when he was about to announce who he was taking, she was like, ooh, like you could see her like getting excited. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of like spiraled after that and was like, Riley's not telling me enough. And it's like, is that the issue? Or did you just see a guy that you also liked? And now you're like, I wonder if this is going to work outside of here. But but it did turn out that her trying to get him to express himself really was a beautiful moment. And it did kind of solidify what you were saying last week about his Chiron and cancer mm-hmm. situation. Well, and also like at the end of the day, we do have to have some forgiveness for Marisa because she is a Gemini sun, Gemini Venus, like for Gemini, sometimes it takes like another person to be into to realize oh my like gemini's need mirrors gemini need multiple choices so that they can choose and i thought it was really cool the way he acted when even just went on the he was like he did not act like grocery store joe he was not like writhing in his tent unable to be seen until she returned back i mean he was a little emo but actually he saved that emo for her when we got that riley criley scene 
I fell in love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was so beautiful. What what kind of crushed the scene for me huh. um, was the, like, I, they're having this moment and she's like, I don't want to say it. Like, I don't want to say it, but and he's like, just say it. And then she goes, I'm falling in love with you. Oh, this is a real true moment. You're in love with this man. Just say, I love you. Like, have you ever in your life said to someone, I'm falling in love with you before? No. You- like, it would be. I'm crazy. usually like, we're in a breakup fight where I'm like, I fucking love you, you fuckhead. You know, so I'm like <laughs> way off, but. <laughs> you're you're the only last real romantic left. <laughs> <laughs> I will fight to the death until I kill you when we're finally together. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel, yeah. I mean, they must have like some kind of like um here for the wrong reasons. Like, I feel like some producer has like, bought the phrase falling in love with you it's like a way that they can say like I'm still on the journey and I'm keeping my door open so that this is a tv show and not just now we're together so you know what I mean like yeah, there's gotta like, be someone saying make just say you're falling unless you're falling and don't say you're in unless you're falling <laughs> you know what I mean like they're definitely like you can keep them on the hook like yeah. it's the way to get the people to that point a little bit early because they're not right. ready yet to say I love you but that was my favorite my one of my favorite couples Tasha and Zach not only because he's a Jersey boy, but mm. because they said to each other when they first said it, they just said, I love you instead of yeah. doing stupid, I'm falling in love with you. And I'm like, that's a man. That's yeah. a man. Yeah. Well, that. and I also feel like Matt James used it. He almost like weaponized. I'm falling in love with you because he was like, sort of like letting everybody say to him. And then he'd be like, yes, I am falling for your daughter. I am falling for your sister. But when it came to Rachel, he was like, I love you. Right. So it's like there is this stark difference between oh, and even with even with Katie uh, and Grippo and Blake at the end of the day, when she and Blake finally said, I love you, I feel like it was a real hard. I love you. Like, that's just like, I fucking love you. Right. Yeah. Where with, with Greg, it was always like, I'm falling. Are you falling? Are we falling? It's like, yeah, we are falling to the motherfucking <laughs> ground because now Greg is going to go down as a gaslighter when that's not even he just needs to get a Grippo <laughs> and a new therapist. Oh, oh R.I.P. Grippo's therapist. Ooh. Tough. Ooh, that was tough. Tough times. Tough times. Okay. Next. Right, sorry, the- I took that down a down a bad. No, path. no. I think it's really important to remember that Greg's therapist died. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna so, get a Grippo one day. Or should- everybody put a thought in the air for Greg's therapist. We are thinking of you, R.I.P. And let's just call in a. Pro- Honestly, I don't even know if Greg needs a therapist, but if he needs a life coach, I'm motherfucking available. Wow, it's true. And he's from New Jersey, so he's around. He's yeah, in the I, I know Edison guys. I could fucking I could talk to an Edison guy into living his fucking dreams, man. Yeah, you could meet him at the mall, you know. Who knows? Yeah. While we're on Grippo, though, again, before we move into our next couple, I do just want to touch quickly on the actual new Greg Grippo, the the actual gaslighter, the actual guy with an act with an acting reel online. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon Moran. Wow. The acting reel was serious. Go out and find it. If you can't find Brendan's acting reel, I tried to be an actor. Yeah. It was on his Instagram, like early days. He may have taken it off since, but he's the actual actor. He's the actual gaslighter Uh and he's actually losing 
followers as we speak, I'm Left sure. And right. And you know, it's so like, you know, why is it that he got away with murder? I mean, this guy was on the show for the wrong reasons. He canceled himself because he wasn't ready for love when he was one of the final five, like, fuck you, bro. Yeah. And he had an acting reel all along. How did we miss him? Was it just because he was like a painter from Boston? Like, what, like, what was it that we, I guess like we didn't even look cause he was, he was hot. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. He had such a more gentle demeanor on Tasha's season than, just than like what came really across this time. That he is a good actor. Oh, well, the, the acting reel would, would say differently, but maybe he's, he's honed his skills a little bit more since then. Here's what I'm thinking for Brendan. If at the end of the day, you know, we know he had a tough week again, he's hemorrhaging followers. And I don't know if you saw, but he did lose his sponsorship from Nordic track. Oops. Mm-hmm. And also uh, there have been a lot of heat. So he did a big apology. Did you see his big apology? No, I didn't watch the apology. It was really bad. It was, it was a bit of a non-apology, if you will. I'll send you the link. But it okay. was like an eight-minute rambling thing where instead of just being like, I fucked up, I'm so embarrassed, whatever, whatever. It was like, it was like very like the vibe of like, I'm sorry if I hurt you. I have a lot of learning and growing to do. Um, I want to be super clear. Piper and I were not boyfriend and girlfriend. It was just like still very defensive. Yeah, like just because you were also screwing over Piper in this whole, like I would respect right. you more if you actually were, did like wife her up a little bit and give her the label instead of just completely screwing her over as well. And she's like, nobody's my girlfriend. girlfriend. I'm just here to be an actor. Yeah. Oh, it hurts the soul. Brendan. Tisk, tisk, Brendan. All you what have I to do say is say, if, I fucked up. That's right. it. All you have to say is I fucked up. I'm a fucking idiot. I was afraid that uh, I, I would lose all my followers. And here I did. I lost all my followers. So you manifest what you think about. But I will say in the vein of you manifest what you think about, if all of this ends up with him getting some kind of an acting role, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. If that's what I he was like doing it. all along, then I hope he gets, I could see him in one of the Affleck brothers movies. He could be the third Affleck brother. I just thought of Casey Affleck when you said oh, that too. Stop. What? Gemini telepathy at work. Oh. Right before your ears, people. Wow. Trash Lorette magic, baby. Trash We're making Lorette it right here. Telepathy. Wow, that's so funny. I literally thought Casey Affleck. Don't too. you think he could play the third Affleck? Yeah, yeah. I think just like a dark, moody character. Like, Boston accent. He's a painter. And everyone's like, like, you know, he causes some controversy because he gets the award. Mm-hmm. Probably not an Oscar, but like maybe he gets it. I don't know. But if he's the first Bachelor person to actually break into the acting um industry that would I'd love be to see it I'd shocker love see but it. you know yeah it would be a shocker but I, I I want that for him because I don't I'm not a negative Nancy like we don't wish ill upon people even if they give bad apologies when they mess up on reality tv that's just not who we are right we we do want him to give a better apology eventually yeah yeah certainly certainly but but at the moment we're, we're not you know I mean I not, also like not. to think like they're contractually obligated to not like saying much like I wish that what he said was like look Piper and I weren't together at the time blah 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 but like we're hanging in there by a thread now like I guess they're just not really allowed to share anything actually vulnerable about what's really going on so all he can kind of say is like I didn't mean to bring Piper into this you know 
I'm learning and growing as I go. And I was really just trying to stay on the, and then he was like, so weird about like in the apology, he's like, Natasha is a sweet, sweet girl. I didn't mean to say that she would have no other prospects. I didn't have any other prospects either, but it's like, yeah, Brendan, it's because you knew that Piper was coming. Don't bring it up again. Don't bring it up again. Yeah. Just, just stop. Quit while you're ahead, dude. Quit while you're behind. Just like Uh, uncool, uncool. But you know what? Again, we're throwing it. We're throwing it at you, Bren. If you're interested in working with the Afflecks, at them. You know, maybe they'll respond. You could be the third brother. Yeah, we're here for it. All right, let's it. let's move it along to our next. Um... Okay, so there's a lot of other things we could discuss, but I do feel like we should save all of these these sort of um, slowly lighting love triangles for next week because we obviously didn't even get a rose ceremony in this in this season they're stretching out you know it's it's like the longest shortest season of all time right exactly and like not that much happened this episode either we had we had a lot of people do the falling in love thing which was very annoying very annoying yeah like blah 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 mari and kenny they're really digging each other so great we kind of known them from the start we got yeah. a riley Cryley moment that was fabulous serena and joe it's official kenny's out of town Now, here's what I want to discuss, and then we can save the rest for next week. And if you guys have any questions or thoughts or want to know more, let us know because we're here to serve you trash things. I'm very curious about what's going on between Noah and Abigail. Again, quite possibly one of the most boring reality show uh, romances of all time, and yet they are still here. Are they using each other for the rose? Are they, are they doing like what's, you know, and so I'm going to look at the charts, but, but before I even get there, based on your vast knowledge of the way that these relationships work, what the fuck do you think is going on with these two boys? Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I really don't know. Like, you want to talk about, like, Joe, Serena are the protagonists. I wouldn't say that Abigail and Noah are the antagonists. They're not doing anything wrong, but they're just, like, a void. In the I was just, oh my God, another, no. I was just going to say they're sort of a void. They're a void. Like, they're just nothing. And it, it's like, I think they've probably had like two conversations on screen, but they've been on the show the entire time, much like James. But I'm much more invested in James's storyline at this point right? than I am Noah and Abigail. And I like Abigail. And I think Noah, in part, this is what I think maybe mm-hmm. part, this is a bit of a reconnaissance mission for Noah and his mm. reputation. He did have a bad. So, for anybody that didn't know, fill them in on what went down with Noah 
last season while I grabbed my charger. So he was on Tasha's season. Yes. I believe he was not on Claire's. And then he was like one of the guys brought in at the end for yeah. Tasha to like throw her a bone and give her some of her own guys. So then he got into a fight or not a fight, but an argument with Bennett, our Harvard grad, Bennett. It was very cringeworthy. There were really no winners. And um, he really was only on the show for a couple of episodes and he had this mustache that didn't go well. And yeah, then he kind of left. So he really came across as just like a bit of a F boy. Yeah, they were kind of trying to make him. They, he, I feel like on, on some level, even though there were people that were way worse, he was like sort of the um, he was sort of like the Thomas of his season for some reason. Yeah, like everyone just like turned on him and they're like, he's not here for the right reasons. This guy's a frat boy, fuck boy, whatever. And it was like he just has a weird mustache. And then I actually think he even shaved his mustache to prove his love. And then everyone was like, oh, he doesn't. Even, he looked better with a mustache kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That all of that happened, which is a painful moment. It's just another one of those moments of them, like coming up with these dates in the quarantine seasons that you're like, right. We're shaving someone's face. I know the big drama will be no shaves a stash. (laughs) Like, like literally I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I spend hours and hours of my life watching and talking about this show, but it never stops. But yeah, so I you know, do this has yeah. I agree. This has been a very big Noah redemption season because look, yeah. we could have guessed a lot of things about this guy, but we would not guess that he was actually such a like, I don't know. I mean, he did pursue Abigail from the get and she is yeah. probably the most, you know, of the women. She's almost like even more pure than grocery store Joe. She's the grocery store Joe yeah. of the women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in terms of just like, she sort of seems like a vestal virgin in a way. Right. It's, it's too pure kind of like in the okay. beginning when she said to, to Noah that, oh, I don't, I just don't ever like get to the next level with guys. I'll just talk to them for months and months and months before I do anything. And you're like, this is not the best thing to say to the man when you're just starting to date him on a show where you got to get a rose every week. Like, oh, 100%. And, and also like, Talk about speaking, you know, speaking things into existence. She's like, yeah, I tend to just friend zone guys or whatever. That's my deaf voice. But she's like, yeah, I tend to just friend zone. Sorry. But she's like, I tend to just friend zone guys. And then it's like the whole season. We're just like, is she, is she friend zoning him? Are they friends? Yeah. What's the deal? But then like, surely he would get sick of it at some point, unless he's so dedicated to not being the villain anymore that he goes, no, I'm sticking this one out. You can mm-hmm. friend zone me and I'm going to keep picking you but mm-hmm. then at the same time she hasn't pursued anyone like neither one of these people has pursued anyone else and yet they don't seem to be attracted to each other at all mm-hmm. okay so really interesting now I have I have all the info up now just out of curiosity you want to take a guess at either their sun and moons um there, there could be a big shock here warning you could be shocked ooh. Okay, cool. I'll throw a Taurus in there because of the stubbornness and be, no, no hate, no shade to a Taurus because there's two mm-hmm. sides to every coin. You mm-hmm. can be stubborn. You can also be like dedicated and loyal on the same. So it's all good and bad, but I will say they're both just like gonna ride this one out. And like, if they end up getting freaking engaged, it's not going to make any sense. And it's one of the like most cringeworthy aspects of watching this show is just like watching people go through these relationships just so that they don't look bad on TV. But like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, or, I mean, the other thing that we're just seeing is like, you know, this really is like the gamification of love. So like, I, I so, okay. So, okay. I, I, 
yes, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you all the things at the chart, but now just, what do you think about Abby's chart? Um, well, that was really for either one of them was Taurus, but for Abby's. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you think yeah. there's Taurus in both of them? Anybody? Yeah. Any specifics? What do I know about Abby? She's very like sweet. She friend zones guys is avoiding intimacy. So we could throw a Scorpio in there. Um, that's most of what I know about her. Mm, 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 so yeah, mm. I would say I, I go maybe Pisces. Okay. First of all, you fucking rock. Abigail is a Pisces son. Yes. Very, very good. Both Abigail and Noah have their South nodes in Taurus. Okay. So it's not their sun or their moon, but it is their South node, meaning that they are both expert Taurus and that their North node, both of their North nodes are in Scorpio. And it's not that Scorpio, Scorpio is probably the most intimate. It's just not necessarily going to be intimate on TV mm. because it's specifically so intimate that it's like a behind closed doors thing. But both of their- that going on, a behind closed doors connection. No, do you no think? I don't think here, I don't think, well, 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 here's what I think is going on. Okay. So they both have their North node in Scorpio, which means that both of their life's work the dharma of their life is to actually let go of that sense of safety a bit and go deeper with someone else into a dark and intimate place right but we know that this is hard for both of them so abigail is a uh pisces sun exactly conjunct her saturn so for her i mean it's actually a really great way to describe someone who has uh, you know a hearing impairment right because sun conjunct saturn in in Pisces, it's like things are not just regular Pisces fuzzy for her, but like super fuzzy. Like she does have spatial and like she can't hear. And she she is, there's a, she has this Pisces boundarylessness, but because Saturn is there, it's like, and it's sort of a problem. And it's something that she really has to um, have her guard up because of, right? Mm -hmm. So she really is super guarded, even though she is this sort of like nebulous, watery, sweet, ethereal Pisces, because Saturn is there. It's like, yeah, don't let your guard down though. You actually are missing one of your senses, hey, right? Now here's the big shocker. They both have Aries moons. Wow. Huh. That's so, the I don't get it. I, I, right. So I actually, I had to think a lot about this when I pulled the charts up. I thought, wow, interesting. Because when I think of Aries moons, I think of them as like passionate and like, just like fucking get the thing that you want. And like, okay. I see that more for him in Tasha's season, not this season, but total Aries vibe in Tasha's season. Well, so here's how I reconciled with this boring ass, loveless couple. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at the end of the day, both of their moons are in Aries, which means aside from the fact that they really appreciate that both of them are not interested in other people. Like, so, so Aries moons are selfish or they have a, they have a tendency. So on the one hand, it could be like, I'm really passionate. I'm going after you. But at the same time, the fact that they're on this show, that is the gamification of love. The fact that they have this Taurus safety and the sort of they have this Taurus safety net and this sort of, it appeals to both of them that I choose you, I choose you. At the end of the day, this in, in some ways is a relationship of convenience because what they really care about at the end of the day, Aries moon is their own motherfucking survival. 
Wow. Right. So like they actually, it's almost like, I sort of feel like with them after they both, whatever the version of, I I don't think that they're going to get engaged because they've barely even made out this entire season, unless we're really missing something. But I could see it being the kind of thing that after the like show is wrapped, they actually start the relationship because at that point they're both Taurus safe enough to go into those Mm -hmm. Scorpio North node waters. And then it's kind of hot, right? There's this passion that might, that they might feel more comfortable playing with because it's like, well, we were together that whole time and we did survive, you know, Aries is very survival. We did survive as individuals together. So she's like, okay, I could actually, you know, I think Abigail does have certain, I'm surprised that she's on the, in the franchise, frankly, but it's like, I think to be hearing impaired or sensory, and this is not like a, I'm not like whatever ableist or whatever, but I think it's like, I mean, it's really vulnerable. It's not just like I'm on the season and I have this thing different about me. I think to let someone really into your life. I mean, if I remember correctly, like her sisters are all deaf from like, she's also living in a very Saturn Pisces, like a very different sort of impaired world of her own. And it probably is really vulnerable to Mm -hmm. let someone, even with Matt James, like she and Matt James had this like sort of nice connection, same kind of thing, but she really never was able to like get really intimate with him. She was never really able to let him in. She finally had to say like, it's hard to be deaf or something. What was her big reveal? So she said to him, like, because this is kind of a prominent gene in my family, if I'm to have kids. Oh yeah. it It is possible and maybe even probable that the kids will also be hearing impaired right so I think that could be part of why she has this wall up in love and like fair enough because eventually because yeah like you're gonna be afraid to fall for someone and then have to have that conversation once you've already fallen in love and then it's like and not for nothing it didn't work out with Matt so she might even have more of a wall up now because she did have that Intimate well, and he's sort of like, like she was there the whole time. He was giving Not her the all the roses, one-on-one. first one-on-one, first rose. And then he like, wasn't interested in her beyond that really. And she was just sort of confused. Like I'm still here. And I know that like, I was the first pick, but like, you know, she was like the opposite of Grippo where she was like, Hey, I'm still here. I know I was your first pick, but like, I'm not, I'm now your last pick. What's the deal. Right. But I think you're so right. Like, I think that she does have this wall up. Yeah. I forgot about that. It was the kids thing. But I think that because Noah, if he, if they last this whole season and in a, from a sort of self-protecting, like Aries Taurus place, right? Like they're like, okay, I care about me. Okay. I care about me. Okay. Well, together we're safe on the Island. If we just like band together. And even if I friend zone you, but now I get it more where it's like, she's friend zoning people because she really does come with a certain vulnerable baggage that someone really is going to have to be down for right now yeah, I do think- need to earn their spot yeah yeah 100%. Mind, which makes sense it does make total sense and I do think that they that who she's who she's with I think it gives Noah a lot of um sort of credibility that he was like first person I'm interested in is Abigail there was no one else that he was interested in and so the fact that he came on to the show having pre-chosen her I think is going to go a long way but I don't think it's going to happen on camera because I think that 
she just takes so long to warm up that it's like the ice is still ice. It is not melting, even though they're in the hot, hot sun. And I think that she's sort of there to survive. I don't think she wants to go home in an embarrassing way again. I don't think that she wants to get that deeply intimate because of all the things that come along with that. But I think she wants to survive the show. I think that he, they have the same South Node, the same Moon. So on a soul level, they actually really get each other. And they both are interested in protecting themselves. And then that South Node and Taurus, they're both like, all right, I'll stay safe with you. I'll stay safe with you. Even if they are friend zoning each other, like, you know what? This is a game. Let's play. We are Aries, like here to fucking just protect ourselves together, right? That's a nice union. Now, this, this did surprise me, but guess what we have for Noah? Noah is a Scorpio son. Aha. So this, this is like is, the week of the Scorpios now. It's oh like, oh my God. Yes. The week of the Geminis. And we Scorpio do not week. know. <gasps> yeah. We are like, we're literally like not preparing for this. We just like, after the episode, we're like, who should we talk about? And we look it up. Yeah. yeah. Last week was week of the Geminis. This is week of the Scorpio. So he is a Scorpio son. He has his Jupiter there. He has his Juno there. He has his Pluto there. She has her. Let me make sure this is correct. Yep. She has her Venus and her Mercury in Scorpio so so or no wait no I gotta fix that too no that's not where her Venus Mercury are that's where his no oh oh yeah yeah that's all him he's all Scorpio okay cut Sarah fix this part so he could maybe join a throuple with Joe and Serena yeah so he has his he has a super Scorpio stallion so he has his Venus he has his Mercury he has his North Node he has his Sun he has his Jupiter he has his Juno he has his Pluto all in Scorpio now what this means and I'll tell you where her her things are because it's it makes sense but for him I think coming on the show and picking her and even though it's like it might seem not that intimate which I don't know if it is yet I think they're both very guarded But I think at the end of the day, all of this Scorpio in his, if if there was anyone that would be like, okay, look, we survived the whole season. Now let's finally fuck and make deaf babies. Like if there was anyone that would actually be down for doing that, like deeper loving, like at at, at their best, Scorpios are the most intimate. Scorpios will 100% like bond with you completely and take on the thing that so so the fact is is like their sons highly compatible they're both water sons they have the same aries moon so they are very self-protecting and he will play that scorpio long game to melt this motherfucking ice right now mm-hmm. so her uh her venus and her mercury are in aquarius So Venus, the planet of love, goddess, heart, Mercury, thoughts, communications, like the way that you're actually processing is in Aquarius. So again, it makes sense for a deaf person on TV because it's like, it's a little bit removed. It's slightly dissociated. It's slightly detached. It is being broadcast and yet it's not that intimate. Very, very Aquarius. Like, so also like just you being there is good for the collective. Right, exactly. Like, right, right, right. Her being this, this 
you know, hard of hearing goddess out there does give a lot of people hope and is breaking. Have we ever had someone without one of their senses on The Bachelor so far? I do not think so. So she really is here to kind of play that part. That's so right, Casey. Like she is here to be like, look, I'm pretty. I'm cool. I happen to be hard of hearing. I can do this too. And so we're seeing her out there doing it. The soul of her is super Aries. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to, I am trying to find love. I am trying to show up and just do the thing and be the first. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to show up and say, I'm ready for love. Then he caught this really bad rap where I do think this season he's doing that full recon where he's like, yo, you got me all wrong. I'm an intense motherfucker. And I think he played it completely fucking right. Choosing her zeroing in on her and waiting her out. I think they're going to wait out the season. They're going to graduate together. I don't think there's going to be an engagement, but I wouldn't be surprised if we find out later that now they actually are dating. Yeah. I think that would be the best success for them. It would be very like weird having her say that she usually friend zones everyone. And then oops, except this time I got engaged in three weeks, but I only made out with the guy twice. And also like it's possible we haven't seen all of the ins and outs of their relationship because maybe it was a little boring, but maybe they are making progress and we just haven't really seen that. But I I wouldn't be surprised if they had the kind of conversation that we're even describing now, which is like, yo, if you're going to friend zone me and like, I, I could see him being really smart about this. Like, yo, fine, friend zone me. Let's stay here and be on the island as long as possible. Collect the paycheck, collect the followers, not have any drama or stress. Let's save each other. And then after the fact, I'll show you how much I like you. And then she's like, okay. Yeah. But she really doesn't want to get that close. Like, I bet you if somebody said, Abigail, do you want to be the next bachelorette? Like she would probably say no. Yeah, probably like that, that. I don't think she wants to be intimate with that many people. I don't think she wants to let people in like that. I think she feels really vulnerable and a little bit zoomed out. I think connecting, why does she friend zone everybody? Because she doesn't even she assumes that no one understands what she's going through. She assumes that no one's going to really like, especially on like a reality TV show. I mean, we're talking about falling in love. We're talking about like eight week periods here, people. Like, I think she's sort of like, look, I feel called to do this. I want to really represent the hard of hearing community and be a hot girl, hard of hearing goddess for the little girls who think that they'll never be able to be in bachelor nation, but they can. Right. And I think past that, she sort of is a little bit like, what am I doing here? You know, like, I think she's a little bit like, do, do I actually want to kiss 30 guys? I don't think she wants to kiss 30 guys, even though her uh, Venus is in Aquarius. It's very, it's like a zero degree Aquarius. So of Venus. So it's like, she's interested in connecting with people, but like when it comes to her heart, it's almost just that like, she likes to see what's out there, but like, she's a a little bit dissociated. She's a little bit removed and she does not assume that people, you know, are really like going to be loving or understanding or really all in with her in the way that she really is going to require if she's actually going to let somebody in. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, like in terms of the Aquarius and the community and everything, it does seem that she is like besties with everyone. Totally. Also seems to be good friends with everyone. So at the same time, have they made the absolute best romantic connection? I don't know. We, we have to wait and see and find out, but it does seem like they've made some real friendships on the beach this year. So so. absolutely. I feel like bachelor in paradise is like 
even like the whole thing bad it all seems like camp like yeah the way that they all hang out in their like it's like literally this was like my bunk from this year and like we're gonna be friends forever like like literally I'm gonna go on the bachelor just to relive my camp days yeah except I do think I was thinking this episode I was like if I was like in a successful relationship and still there from week one at this point I would be like let's let's wrap it up like right 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 there's no AC the whole time oh no oh my god can you imagine well in a way though there's something sort of like like romantic about it like it helps the intimacy just because like the scent and the pheromones like if you can stand the way that your partner smells on a tropical island with no ac then you do really stand them yeah once you get back to the normal world or like you know chicago or wherever right they don't reek like a bag of asses i mean you are just gonna thrive in love at that point wow it's really interesting to reframe the riley maurice whipped cream date though thinking of it in terms of there's no AC. Oh yeah. It's, it's tough. It's they were tough. Like very, very sweaty. And that was all on the Sandy beach too. Okay. They're pretty ride or die. I do. Okay. So, yeah. so far our predictions, I do see a, uh, a Jarena engagement. I do see a Maui, a Miley engagement. We got to have What, what are you saying? A Jarena. So like Serena and Joe, a Jarena. Oh, and Jorina a Miley. Engagement. Okay. Miley and Jorina, I see an engagement. Okay. And I think uh Kenny think, and Mari. I think Kenny and Mari, we they're already engaged. sealed delivered. They're already engaged. And Kenny I should think, be the officiant at their wedding, honestly. <laughs> to them on a silver platter. I do love that Demi uh like Instagram clip that's going around where she's like, if you for one second slut shamed me, I want you to know that I will come for every member of your family and fuck them. <laughs> I liked her for that. I thought that was funny. Yeah, Yeah. I I love Demi. I just, you know, she she would keep it more real like that. Well, it just like doesn't seem like she's actually there looking for love. It seems like she's getting paid extra to actually be a problem. So I'm shocked whenever she's like actually like upset. It's like, really? Like, yeah, clearly we're here to be this character. What are you upset about? Okay, okay. Um, And yeah, and so in terms of that, I'm going to say my prediction, Abigail, Noah, there is Noah engagement at the end of this, but I do think that they may actually start dating once the cameras stop rolling. Yeah, I think we could, they, they're very adjacent to like a Dean Kalen um, relationship. I don't know who those people are. Who are those people? Oh, okay. They were on um, Pat's Paradise uh, season. What and happened? now they like, so he was kind of got a bad, re- he was like a sweetheart of Rachel. Um, I forget what her last name was. The lawyer. Oh, Rachel's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rachel's season. He was like a sweetheart on there. Then he went on Paradise and became a villain. Ooh. Then the next season he came on Paradise again and he was like mountain man living out of a van with a mustache, you know, like again, oh. trying to do the recon, trying to get yeah. the reputation back. It's like yeah. when I saw John Mayer two summers in a row in high school and like the first time he had his shirt <laughs> off and his hair was short and he was like such a heartthrob. And then the next summer was like after everybody knew that he was like breaking hearts all over Hollywood. So yeah. then he was like dressed like a total nerd with like a button up a shirt buttoned up all the way to the top of the neck and he's wearing like ankle pants and his hair was all long and I was like where was the man that I saw last year like right it's almost like if you like it's like you want to like cover all the bases so like whatever type that you're into he's gonna fit into that box like he's just really doing like just like across the board I'm every man like I'm all the men 
Oh, 100%. In fact, I would love to hear his chart one day if you can sneak him into a space John track Mayer? for some reason or other. I'd, I'd oh, definitely love, I would he's definitely love to read. pulling some like emotional manipulation tactics on Absolutely. the Absolutely. Did I buy did I buy tickets to this tour? Absolutely. Am I going to see him in February? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, so this will be this will be John Mayer times 3 for you? Yes. Oh, sure I will. can't wait to hear what he was wearing. It sure will. But but the point is, Dean came back with like the mustache, mountain man, whatever. And then he kind of screwed over Kaylin. And then he came back for Kaylin and he and he took her off the beach. And now they've been living in his van and like a tiny home kind of vibe and like going all over the world. And they like are like, we're married, but like we never got married. But like, it's just like we're husband and wife. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm yeah. actually married, but it's, it's fine for you to just free- like, it, it's a little, it's a little annoying. Yeah. Like, I could actually, that's, really, that's pretty right on though. Like I could actually see, that's what I kind of think is going to happen. I don't necessarily think they're going to be in a van, but a tiny house, I think would be great. Like, I think they're mm-hmm. going to have some story where it's like, actually, yeah, we're, we're not married necessarily, but like, we're doing something really special together. Now that we've like, we've like, like proven to each other that we're actually going to like be able to be self-absorbed and safe together. Like a totally next level. Like none of us could have predicted it kind of relationship because it just really seemed like Dean was going to totally break and stomp all over Kaylin's heart. And actually he like brought her along and took this like totally basic pageant queen and turned her into like a mountain goddess, like cool. I I could even see it being the kind of thing where um, once they get through the season and then they actually start to talk about like what's next for them, I could see Noah with all that Scorpio being like, Hey, let's flip this hard of hearing thing on its head. And like, let's let like, not necessarily a reality show, but like, let's make you like the star. Like, I think, he, I think what he has the potential to do is like really empower what she relates to as like her disability. And I'm not, I don't want to put words. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a disability. I'm just saying like, I could see him really being, because like, that's the thing about all that Scorpio in his chart. Like he's actually meant to like get deep with someone. And that is where he actually sources his power from. So I could totally see him sort of sourcing her, like going, Hey, I'm here to back you up. I don't need to be the star. I don't care if I have a mustache or not, but let's make a, let's make a killing on the, the deaf market. Like, let's actually make you the poster girl of deaf girls can do the anything. They could do sir. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he could really bring her into like a new echelon of her public figure career, which she kind mm-hmm. of doesn't seem to totally know what to do with her, what she's doing there. She's just like, I know I should be here. So I could see that really working out in, in their favor. Um, now there's a few other things. Now I don't want to do any of the other couples but there are three quick questions although are you are you getting tired we could wrap this up and I could we could save this for next time um no if they, yeah I don't think we should like do anyone else's chart because I think things are heating up in a couple other arenas but but I'm definitely down for a little a quick little Q&A so so the question that I think is is on the tip of everybody's tongue is in fact why is Aaron such a bitch boy <laughs> I don't have the answer to that we don't need I to really dig into Aaron and Chelsea just yet we don't have to dig in but I did pull up Aaron's chart. And what okay. I will say is that he has his son conjunct his Chiron in Virgo. Ooh. And he has his moon in Aquarius. So what does this mean? I think he has, as that moon in Aquarius, he does want to be on TV. He wants to be 
like broadcasting to the masses and being influenced. You know, Aquarius is uh, ruled by Saturn. His Saturn is also in Aquarius. He's having his Saturn return. I think that he is, although actually, no, let me, let me make sure that I'm getting this right. No, his Saturn is an early degree of Pisces. So his, his moon is in Aquarius. He is sort of a, um, he is sort of like, like, like we can see with Aaron, he doesn't really care about any of the things that he's fighting about. Does he actually have a passionate hatred towards Thomas? I'm not sure. Does he actually like really want to be with Chelsea? I'm not sure. But what he cares about Aquarius moon wants to be daddy. Aquarius moon wants to be like obviously chosen. And that sun Chiron conjunction in Virgo, he's embarrassed. That's what's going on. He's like, oh my God, my, my perfect image, even though I've thought through how to act and I've decided on being this really cool character for whatever (laughs) reason, I'm, my image is getting fucked with. And I don't think, I think that's what we're seeing. I, cause I had to look, I said, what's going on in this dude's chart that he's like, so butthurt every episode. And that is what it is. It's that he has a sun Chiron conjunction in Virgo. So when he doesn't appear perfect, even though he is like technically very tall and, and muscly and hot and cool, he's like, what the fuck, what the fuck? It's because all of the perfection, all of the arm curls, all of the, you know, books he forced himself to read so he would appear to be, you know, intellectual, all of that cannot help the fact that he has Chiron on his son and he is just tortured by the appearance of being imperfect and not being, you know, things not going his way and things not being functional. But I think long-term, what we're going to see is that that's actually something that we like about him. And we go, oh, he's sort of an example of a guy who like gets knocked down, but he gets up again. You know, like I actually think long-term it's going to, it's going to work in his favor in terms of people being like, oh, he's not just like, you know, uh, you know, some meathead there for followers. He really was trying. And he was like, I think him being embarrassed is sort of a nice vulnerable lead in for whatever next thing he does do i think he's gonna find love this season i'm not so sure we're gonna have to look at the girls charts we're gonna look at chelsea we'll look at that next time next Mm -hmm. time we'll take a look at natasha we'll take a look at tia but i just needed to know what is it about aaron and for everybody what it is is that he has his chiron conjunct his son in virgo and so any sort of image uh problem that he has really fucking bothers him and he cannot help but show it I think you're absolutely right. Cause it seems like he's just feels out of control and he just needs to react right now to try and get everything back into control. Yes. And it's like, dude, that that's not going to happen. What I'd love to see from him is a return to the beach. And I think we will see that because I think you're right. And, and he has this Saturn return coming up. So he has this big change coming up and he's going to learn all of his life lessons and absorb that and whatever else freaking chaotic stuff can happen during a Saturn return. And I would love yeah. to see him the mature daddy, like you said, on the other side of this, come yes. back and and chill out a little bit. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, because because this is, you're really learning astrology, Casey. I'm really fucking proud of you, but it's like- I have a good teacher. You no, know, you fucking nailed it. Well, Gemini to Gemini, we, we're pretty quick. But, but like when you're in, when Saturn is in the sign before your Saturn return, what's actually going on is that you're, you're basically getting your, your final lessons 
from the first gauntlet of life that you're kind of just doing ancient remembering through. So once your Saturn returns, that's where you're like, okay, I've completed my first cycle of ancient remembering. Now it's up to me to like mature and become the product of these lessons. But he's just like, it's like he he's still at the like he has not finished the marathon. He ha- he's on that last leg where it's like, shouldn't I be but done by now? I know who I think I am. I know what I think I'm here to do. I know what who I think I'm here to be. And it's like, no, you don't. You're still not quite awake. You're not quite conscious. You don't quite get you don't get to move forward until you actually finish your Saturn cycle. And you actually like you didn't read the book if you didn't finish the book. Exactly. You read the first few chapters of the book and say, oh, I read that. No, you didn't. If you don't know how, if you didn't finish the book, you didn't finish the fucking book. So that's what's going on. It's like, he's almost done with the book and he's telling like the teacher that he finished the book. But if you ask him a question about what happens at the very end of the book, he cannot answer because mm-hmm. he's still, he's still awaiting that Saturn cycle completion. And there's a, always a surprise ending at the end of the book. You know, you never expect it. There's that little sure twist is. on the last page. For sure and is. Without it, you're really not Can getting you the imagine rest. even movies? If you didn't wait till the end of Sixth Sense, what would you think the movie was about? How beautiful Philly is in the fall. That's literally, it would just, I mean, really, it would be so, it would just be a Philly tourism. Yeah, thing. with a creepy little kid. And the other Very thing- Very Philly. Say, and a weird I, dad, Philly. Ayo. And the other thing I would say about him, I'm hoping that James and his friendship becomes a little souvenir that he can bring with him into the next. Now, here's here's the hottest take, though. I will do some deep diving. James is the only Bachelor contestant so far whose chart I cannot find. He's an enigma. He might be a spy. Whoa. You heard it here first a hot take prediction from our sad gemini scorpio coming in hot she's thinking that james low-key works for production he's no not production like the russians or something i don't know he's like you actually think he's like a you don't think he's a spy for the production staff you think he's a spy like Like international Maybe from um, another time, like he came in a time machine. Okay, shit. I would love, we would love to see it. You heard it here first, you guys. We think that actually James is not even, he's a hologram. He is a hologram beaming (laughs) back from another time because we cannot find any info on this guy. For some reason, he's still there and nobody be dating him. What's going on with James? He's been there since the beginning. It's actually commendable. Like, like he's been, this is the beginning. I'm like, ha, who is he? He hasn't dated anyone. Yeah, it's like, Brendan, this is all you had to do. You just kind of float. Dude, that, well, that's the thing. It's like the people that are still there, it's like they do have to be there for some reason. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay, like Natasha, from the beginning, you have been. And also, we didn't talk too much about it and we can get into it more next week. But do we think that that Dr. Dr. Joe date with Natasha was purely a setup just to hurt her more because he oh. was friends with Brendan? Um, probably. That's I believe people like, are saying producers are pretty evil. evil, evil. So they're capable of that for sure. For sure. Yeah, the Internet is, is just really uh, fluttering about saying that that the producers have been sabotaging Natasha this whole time. Yeah. I don't think, I I, I don't believe they would do that purposefully, but I think they're happy for her to just be collateral damage. 
Well, and it's also like perhaps like once she already started to become collateral damage of the Brendan, like because they probably weren't like Natasha and Brendan, you guys sit together, right? But it's like, you know, right. they kind of saw it starting to play out. They knew they were going to bring Piper in. They knew this was going to be the drama. Then when they're looking, because like they must do interviews where they're like, here's who I would fuck. Here's who I would yeah. date, right? So then when they saw, oh, this is interesting. Dr. Joe, only famous for being friends with Brendan after the fact. We don't remember from the season <laughs> at all. Let's send him in, but they're not allowed to tell you what's been going on. So he's not going to know what's going on. It just turns out that she's on his list. Let's just see what happens. Like, I don't think yeah. they were like, let's fuck Natasha this season. She's going to be our fucking scapegoat of the season. But I do think that like any opportunity that they have for just sordid moral drama between friends or, but you know what I mean? Like any kind of like interpersonal backstabbing that they can latch onto, they are facilitate. Yeah. Yeah. They want to see it because honestly, otherwise it has been, I mean, even to bring in Demi the way they did and this has been an uneventful season to say the least. I mean, I'm into it. It is my first uh, paradise season, but like are all the seasons this vanilla? No. And I, and I get what you're saying. Cause there was like a good amount of drama except this episode, but yet the stakes don't feel that high because I don't feel that most of these people are genuinely into each other. Right. So it feels like they're very naturally just ditching each other and going with the next person. And it's right. kind of like, uh, is this, does something have to do with this where we're in a post pandemic world and all these people are just happy to be on the beach chatting right. with their friends and you know, if they fall in love, whatever, but also there's, they haven't been on the market since they've been on the show. So really, do they really want to get attached? There's a, right. there's a whole lot, and a of, lot of them are of so people. young that it's like, not only have they not had their Saturn returns yet, but like, right. I mean, that's where it's like, look, Brendan and Piper, uncool, should have been more conscious of the cameras, should not have been such liars after the fact, and should have just been nothing but apologetic and embarrassed or whatever. But forgive them, people. Everyone's there for the wrong reasons. Everyone's yes. there. Maybe, maybe pure of heart, Virgo, Moon, grocery store Joe, who was not an applicant to The Bachelor, but merely discovered in the grocery store, hence his nickname, is actually like, I'm on a journey. And they, you know, I was whisked into this world and I and I actually am looking for love. I'm just looking for someone to come to Chicago with me. The other thing I want to say about Joe and Serena is that she is from Canada, right. much closer to Chicago, you know, than, yes. than Southern California. And more similar, like, kind of vibe. It's, it's, it's not so, that would be, she's like, oh yeah, we all wear coats. Yeah, she's like, oh, Chicago. I heard that's so warm this time of year. Right. She thinks that it's like bathing suit weather all the time. And she's like, yeah. that's not going to phase her. Whereas Kendall's like, um, my bikini is my uniform. Yeah, exactly. And, and she looks great in it, you know. But yeah, I think Serena in a parka, much more comfortable. 100%. I think they're, they're going to go places. Yeah, um, I, I think they're right. going to. I think there's going to. Okay, you go to bed. Goodbye. Um, where can people follow you? What, what, you know, how can people follow you? What, what are we, what are we going to look forward to next app? Follow me at Casey Dia one. Sarah yeah. will probably tag me in her story post as well as all the bachelor people. Um, follow me there on Instagram. And what are we looking forward to next week? Next week is the semifinals penultimate so, episode. Yeah. Penultimate. I can't believe we still have like four more hours left of the show to watch. What else could we, I mean, are they going to still be throwing people in the mix to the very end? Apparently, but like, wow. 
just stop at this point. But yeah, but I think they will. Yeah, I think they will. Um, And then I guess they'll do an after the final rose as well, which is always one of my personal favorites because then you you get the updated version of what's going on. Everybody's beards come out the closet. Yeah. Can't wait. But show beard is proud to display their new facial hair. Yes. That's a thing. Last thing, speaking of which, Matt James, Dancing with the Stars, knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the park. Amazing. Matt. Way to go, Joy to watch. A joy to behold. Okay, fabulous. Good night, everybody. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.